Hey. Welcome hey. to Buster to Catch a Packet. A special episode. With our best friend and second base player. Luke. Luke. We love him. Oh, wait, oh. Luke, 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 Luke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was kind of yucky. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we haven't talked to him yet, but we're about to, and I'm really excited. To, uh, it's been a couple months since I've talked to him, and he's still one of my best friends, and I love him very dearly, so yeah, this so is going to be a lot of fun. Big part of our banding, our longest tenure of a bass player we've had so far. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he left the band in 2019, um, just for personal reasons, but we still kept in contact. As amical as possible. Most, most amical thing. Amicable. Mm-hmm. Still one of our best friends, and we love him to death. Say, we're going to talk about his time in the band. We've been through a lot together. Yes, we've been through so much together. Talk about his time in the band, um, his musical journey through with us, and maybe he should have went to college instead of joining our band. Probably should have taken that full ride scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest mistake in your life, buddy. Instead, he was taking full rides in the band. <laughs> That's right. Not really. Got a lot of so much we've been through together, and I'm glad to have this moment to talk to some of the good times and some of the bad, maybe, maybe. maybe. But here we are. Fresh interview with Luke. Luke, 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 Luke. Luke. <laughs> it's calling. <laughs> Hello. Dude. <laughs> Hello. Hi. What's up? Is that you, God? <laughs> uh, you know. Are you at the bathroom still? out. <laughs> uh... No, I just laughed. Oh, you should do the entire thing in the bathroom. <laughs> you just missed it. <laughs> Damn it. Luke, did you know that your name in Nathan's phone is Luke Astencio? Do you know that Nathan's name in my phone is Nathan Neslon? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> How you been, man? Oh, it's hot. Hot in the... It gets over 100 here in the summer. God damn. Jesus. Yeah, it's very warm. It's a heat wave now. It's also. very warm. <laughs> so we're already recording, so hopefully you brought your uh, radio face on. I have a face for radio. <laughs> What's been up, man? Oh, God. You know, just being sweaty and doing this call. I got a... I've got Jenna started on learning some some coding stuff, so that's been fun, kind of putting together resources. He is a nerd. That's right. I we told you. We've been saying that for years. Yeah. <laughs> You've always been one of those people yeah. that just loves to learn new stuff, and I love it. You always, yeah. always never, never stop learning. I think that's some of the best advice I've ever heard is if you're not learning something, you're moving backwards. Yep. And if you're not learning anything, you're an idiot, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you've never learned anything, there's still a chance. <laughs> you can always start, buddy. Yeah. Speaking of learning things, you guys were talking about Papa Roach in the last episode, yeah. and you were wondering what it was like as an audience member. I was at that show. You were at Papa Roach. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. 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 You, you went to that yeah. show, and you're like, one day, I'm going to join that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you should have been like, oh my god, I'm never going to join this band. <laughs> I made a big mistake. No, uh, do you remember uh, Zach Hunter, Nathan? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sure you do. Uh, no. <laughs> Should really I air my dirty Zach laundry Hunter. out right now if, you, if he's listening? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Zach, if you're yeah. listening for some odd reason, I stole a bunch of stuff from you when we were kids, and I oh, apologize. When you were kids? Yes. Oh, shit. That's what you do with your kids. Yeah, little, little Nathan was friends with one of my best friends in high school, which is funny uh, because they, they weren't friends when I knew them. But Zach and I both went to that, that, <laughs> that Papa Roach show, and I remember being there, and Nathan – uh, Zach made a comment about Nate. He's like, I guess 
uh, big brown guys can just rock because I used to be one of those kids like Doug who would bring my guitar to school every day and just play guitar. I was a huge band geek and so was Zach. Uh, but I remember going to that Papa Road show, seeing that happen and be like, wow, a bunch of idiots from Anchorage can <laughs> so, do that. So since you had, so since you, that idiot can do that, why can't I? <laughs> well, since you had that perspective, did it sound okay? <laughs> do you remember it yeah, sounding I mean, okay? It, it, it sounded pretty good out off stage. Okay. Uh, like you guys couldn't tell you guys were fucking up other than the faces you were making at each other. <laughs> rookies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's another tip for uh, uh, new rockers. If you're fucking up, uh, try Over practice. Face. Yeah, proct- practice not looking like you're fucking up. People, yeah. will, people will buy it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, this is fine. This Even is though I'm fine. in my own personal hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what about you guys? What have you been up to? I heard Doug's been uh, just all about those packages. Oh, I dude, I deliver hundreds of packages dude, every day. He has a package. I do. Actually, I'm, he brought a package with us today. Did you? Bring, it was. It wasn't for me. It was for Kevin. Yeah. He. he it was an actual package, not his dick. But no, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can give that to you if you would like. Wait, Doug didn't bring his dick to this interview. No, I unscrewed it. Oh, damn. Clip. <laughs> uh, did order a pa- order what will be coming in a package today. I ordered myself a line six. That's years. right. I don't know. Yeah, we could finally tell you this, Luke. So you've always been a person in the band to like. I have. I have been a person. A person in the, in the band. band to always get the new like tech stuff, like for your bass and everything. Like, oh yeah, I'm it's always been nice. your thing. We finally got modelers. <laughs> yeah. No more amps. No more carrying amps. My back hurts. <laughs> I fi- I'm such a okay. fucking boomer when it comes to guitars. And I finally, ju- I finally jump ship. If it's, if it's good enough for Kurt Ballou, it's good enough for me, brother. That's something you can live by. <laughs> I agree. Oh, but yeah, we're just, I finally, I bought like one of those, I bought like, Doug got the nicer one, but I got like the, like the 500, it's a, it's really, it's a really good one, but it's not, doesn't have all the bells and whistles because I don't, you know me, I don't use any of the like the delays and the choruses and stuff. But yeah, Doug bought the really nice one. Now, you know, no more amps. No more amps. And you know, Dimitri keeps saying he's going to buy an eight ten, and I keep telling him I'm not going to help him with it. So. <laughs> Dude, I almost bought a six ten, and that would have been a mistake. I, I had felt a like we for years, and that was too much. I felt like we had that conversation. You cut at one point, like Nathan would be okay if I got a six ten. I kept telling him, like, I guess, but like, I don't really want. It's too much room. I'm not gonna, we have not enough room already. <laughs> could you, Luke, could you imagine? Fucking shoving a six ten in that old practice space on division. It's not gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't I barely away. even had room to get a boner in that room. To the ceiling. Huh? It would be bungee cord into the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We have to utilize That's our vertical space. Yeah. And then you'd have to it bring it work. <laughs> and then if ever we played Wisconsin, you'd have to bring up yourself on those giant ass stairs. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> if we ever play Wisconsin, I'm using a sand up and going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? Ahead of the curve. I'm telling you, dude. I always ahead of the curve. So, yeah, let's talk about some of the beginning. So, at, at the time we're talking to you, we already did the episode where you were introducing the band. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you remember when you bought us all Carl's Jr.? Yeah, I do. That was horrible. <laughs> that was a bad decision. How much was it? I remember doing it. I remember calling and thinking it was going to be you and like Nathan. Yeah. And, you know, just the band at the place. And then I called and then Terrell was there and Edward was like, everybody was there. There were like 17 people hanging. 
I literally spent like almost seventy dollars in Carl's Jr. alone that day. It was horrific and a bad decision. <laughs> Thank you. Just a that. heads up to everybody in the band. Uh, or if you're first joining a band, you think they're cool. They're not. Don't buy them food. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, Save you, should money. Start, you should start sending out Venmo request to everybody without, that was downstairs that day. Seventeen dollars <laughs> for a triple cheeseburger. <sighs> hey, I appre- I appreciate the burger, buddy. Me too. I didn't have. I, I had a job back then, but I was still broke as fuck. So like, food was hard to come by. So I was like, God, this guy's awesome. Maluk barely had a job at the time. Yeah, Did you have like oh, you had. A- was that before? Or after? I had. I worked at the Y. I worked. Was that during the Y, or trip. was that during the Y, or when you just doing lessons? I think then I was just doing lessons. When I first started the band, I didn't have a job, and it wasn't until like September, I think, 2012, that I ended up getting a job and helping with stuff in the band. But that sounds right. There you go. Yeah. So that I was only, a whirlwind of a summer. So I can only imagine the the funds you have diminished during that time. <laughs> you joined oh the band to spend God. more money. <laughs> That's all being That's in a band exactly is, is spending money. That's right. So yeah, well, uh, let's talk about. I want to talk about your audition. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> I remember. Okay, if you back it up even more, did you tell them how we met? No. Like okay. Actually, audition? let's go. Yeah, let's go back even further. Yeah, let's okay, start. Let's let's, let's start your musical journey. Like, what what made you okay, like Nathan was born? Nathan was <laughs> born. Then Doug and then Luke, because right, because you're the youngest out of all of us, right? Uh, yeah, I am. Luke, yeah, Luke was the youngest, yeah. So, what made you I play? Was, like, what made you get into music? Or like, I know your first instrument is a trombone, but like, what made you go? You know what? I'm gonna play music and and be um, not cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think you guys and maybe more people than should uh, know that I don't have a really traditional upbringing. Uh, so, like, I've got some rough and interesting stories and we went over those and and tour and stuff. But, uh, yeah, like I remember that was one of the few things that I really connected with, with my mom was music. And one of the few types of people I noticed that she like respected, like just straight out respected artists and musicians. You know, I, I grew up listening to music with my sister and my mom and my mom listened to everything from like Ja Rule, like Alice in Chains, just all kinds of stuff. And, she had a bunch of boyfriends who were into stuff like Metallica and other metal. And my sister was into like Avril Lavigne, Link 182, Newfound Glory. Um, but just getting into music, I remember thinking just like respectable. This is something that's kind of, you know, yeah. make, can make somebody feel something. Yeah. And you had, and you at had, that point, you know, I was in sixth grade and I still remember thinking like I was already listening to music kind of on my own um, because it was one of the few things you could do on the reservation if you didn't uh, smoke cracker. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Rob grandmothers or whatever. I don't know. I'm thinking of this a little bit, but uh, yeah, I got into music in uh, when I was still living on the reservation. I chose trombone specifically because my band teacher at the time, and this is some of that ego that comes along with, uh, I think all of us that have ever tried to play music live. Uh, my, my music teacher at the time said that that was the hardest instrument to learn because there were no keys. You couldn't just push down a key and play a note. Oh yeah. It's, like, it's, just a big tu- it's just a big tuning thing. So like you have to have a good ear. You have to be able to do stuff with your tongue. Um, hell yeah. yeah. Hey, Luke could do stuff hell with yeah. his tongue. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I haven't played trombone in years. <laughs> but I remember you said that and I was just like, you know what? Fuck that. I'll learn it. That's such a, that's such a loop thing hard, to do. do that, that, yeah. That's so you though. Like, like, he'll do. He'll do anything. You'll that's just hard. do any, like anything. 
Yeah, he'll do anything. That's like, I, I bet I could do that. I, I could do anything. And you could, dude. You've always loved the challenge. Right. And, uh, so yeah. I've always respected yeah, that yeah, about you. That's what got me into bands. And that was in like, I was middle school on the reservation. And we did a marching band, which is a bad choice in Arizona in the summer. Makes uh, sense. But I remember we did like one marching thing. Uh, that was really like an actual parade and the rest of it was just like stuff around Ganado. And you guys have been to my hometown. There's like 2,000 people there. Yeah. Uh, total. <laughs> I think there's a subway. Yeah. And that's when the post office is open. Like, um, Oh yeah. But so if I wanted to get transfer no, there, there's a Burger King about 15 minutes right. down the road. Well, but there's what, no, there's, there is no subway. Well, I, Oh, there's no subway. When I went to go see you at, uh, Mar may when it made, they, uh, they have a grocery store now. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, it's wild. <laughs> We went there just to hang out. Like, this is pretty nice. He's just a small town boy. What do you want to do? Let's go to the store. <laughs> yeah. That's some Eagle River shit. That's, that's what we would do. Like, fuck, there's nothing to do. I guess we're going to walk to the Safeway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we got super sidetracked, though. Um, <laughs> basically, I got into music through bands. And into high school, I became a super band geek and joined orchestra and just really like engulfed myself in music and made some really bad choices my freshman year. And following years basically i almost didn't graduate and 2012 was the year i was supposed to graduate um and i had done a bunch of plays and stuff and nathan's younger sister who is two years younger than or three years is she three years younger than you nathan uh, yeah she's, she's a year younger than me yeah. so she's yeah three years yeah, she's a year younger than me and i'm two years years younger than nathan but uh charlene was in some of those plays and the drama and stuff and i had played trombone for a play and bass i think for a couple of plays that she might have been a bass for sure for plays she was involved in is that a stand-up bass uh, or like electric bass electric bass i'm not good dude i didn't i didn't <laughs> learn an, an actual stringed instrument until my or like a cello i learned cello i forgot you can play cello yeah my senior year yeah i played I cello too because i wanted to learn it yeah um, I, I I played I chose to play the cello when I was in uh, sixth and seventh grade because it was like a guitar. I was like, oh, this is in like a relatively similar range and shit. But I, I was too poor to like afford a guitar, so like this is kind of close enough, I guess. So like my first instrument was the cello. So I I, I get that. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I underrated instrument, I think. Yeah, I agree. Oh, uh, it's highly overrated if you're involved in orchestra. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> The underrated instrument orchestra is viola. You just play quarter notes the whole time, which is basically just bass guitar and everything else. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, so I played bass in a couple of those, like Hairspray. I did bass for Hairspray uh, that Charlene was in. And I think that's probably where she heard that I existed other than just being around each other in the arts hall at Bartlett High School, which is the high school Nathan went to. That's right. We went to high school together for two years. (laughs) I saw him multiple times. I thought, that guy looks like me. I'm never going to speak to him. (laughs) I forgot to mention that the last episode that we, yeah, we went to the same damn school for two years, never talked to each other. Did you guys ever get mixed up in school? Never. Really? I I remember seeing him around school, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think one thing or the other i just right. oh it's just like another brown guy okay <laughs> but it never it never it never happened where someone was like hey luke but they were really talking to you it never happened oh wow i wish it did i mean no. pretty funny my junior and senior i was barely at my school because my junior year i would always skip because mm. i was a bad as boy. you do as i was i was a bad boy and my senior year half of the half of the year i was at kcc so i was never at the just one of those things yeah. so you could have played me also at school you could have been luke and nathan yeah 
I could have been Luke and Nathan. Luke and Nathan. Luke and Nathan. Nuke. Nuke. Oh, God. I, oh, God. So, I, did but, you... uh, but anyways, Charlene told you about me or something. There's a Facebook message involved at some point, and you guys were looking for somebody to audition for bass. And I think I might have messaged you and been like, hey, I heard you needed something. <laughs> it's funny because I have, I there's a Chris five dollar bill for you. Yeah. Like all through high school, I was a huge band geek. Like I got a scholarship to Fairbanks through their jazz festival, but I was always a trombone player. And mm. then senior year, I picked up cello to, to broaden my horizons and stuff. You know, uh, so you really had some momentum with this. School. Yeah, and I just like had a bunch of like classical and jazz beginnings in trombone and. Bass wasn't really something I was focused on at all. It's something that I knew how to do. And you say this, you said this earlier, uh, because I was a failed guitarist. <laughs> yeah, I, I played guitar a bunch in school and stuff. And so I, I would bring my guitar. And then one day we needed somebody for like a jazz trio. And we needed somebody to play for Hairspray and some other stuff. There was supposed to be like the, the orchestra's upright bassist was supposed to play Hairspray. But then uh, I think she didn't like the bass guitar going from an upright to a bass guitar. Hmm. And so she dropped out. I don't like shit that rocks. So I'm not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, she, she was amazing. She was a really, really good bassist, but I remember switching. Um, she was just like, I can't do this. Wow. Uh, like, this is not what I do. And uh, the band teacher needed somebody and the drama teacher needed somebody. And I was like, well, I played bass in the jazz trio and this other, play thing that was very low stakes and so we got to do hairspray and yeah it was wild but i also played in a band with bobby i don't know if you remember oh, that's that. right you did I holy shit jokes that, on you. it was i think it was right after bobby broke up jokes on you here's some lore he admits that that he broke up the band <laughs> I love you, Bobby. Hope you're doing well. At a pizza, uh, st- is at, at, where 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 was the where was the situation? I don't know much of the lore, just from that little excerpt. But I guess at a Qdoba, oh, something yeah. happened, and then next day at school, he, I climb into his '69 Bronco. I, it's not a '69 Bronco. You remember, you remember Bobby's old blue car? Do you remember that? Was it the OJ thing or? It was. It was like a giant. No, 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 no. He had like three or two or three terrible vehicles. Yeah. Well, what I, was I remember the, having to scrape ice off the windshield while we were going down the highway. That's right. And it was like a blizzard, and he was just laughing. And I was like, "This is Bobby. This is Bobby. This is terrible. Bobby. Oh yeah, one of the greatest people I've ever met." Oh, with the worst car, with three of the worst cars in his entire life. <laughs> yeah, like I think his first car was a crappy Bronco. His second car was a, another crappy, was a giant Ford thing. It was a big blue truck. That was a piece of crap too. And his third and final car was this <laughs> crappy station wagon. And I think that's the one, if I remember correctly, that he had to shave all the ice off with a credit card. <laughs> that's it. It didn't that's have a heater. <laughs> it didn't have a heater yeah, in, have a in heater Alaska. In Alaska. Are you nuts? In Alaska. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That that man made choices. And I, resp- I, I respect God him for it. I respect it. You know what? Sometimes yeah. you just need the car to go. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. That's all. You that's, that's, such an Alaskan, that, that's such an Alaskan thing is to like use the actual just the heat from the car to like warm it up a little bit and then roll down your fucking driver's side window and put your head out the window just so you can see and then you drive like that. That's yes. a, that's that's Ace Alaska Ventura shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally Ace Ventura <laughs> shit. Oh my god. I just remember having to do that and scraping ice off, but it was also, we were practicing on bass because our, our drummer at the time, her name was Emily. And, 
we never played any shows. We played a lot of covers together, uh, <laughs> starting with Lit. Hell, are you uh, serious? We covered Lit. Bobby came with a whole list of songs, and he's like, "You guys need to learn all these covers." Did he really? And oh, I just man. remember like sitting in math class with Emily and just like not doing math. Uh, and we're talking about we're like listening to these songs, and I'm looking up tabs and stuff. I'm like, "This is so sick." We never played a show. Uh, <laughs> did, did Bobby play drums or did he play guitar? Uh, Bobby played drums. I played guitar. And oh, and then Emily played bass. Er. Oh wait, Bobby played bass. I think. Yeah. Oh okay. And Emily played drums. She was oh. she was in band and she was she was a drummer in band. Okay. Uh, so that's how we all knew each other. We were all involved in the, the band program. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that happened. I had no idea he was in a band with you, or the jokes on you was the band he had with you. <laughs> that's hilarious. Saying that, and I remember him just like he, he called it jokes on you as jokes as on a you. joke. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, that is hard." I don't know. If we can that's actually kind of a hard band. It's kind of hard. Oh man, chokes on you. Oh, that's damn. How long? How long on the list? How long did you guys jam together? Uh, maybe like six months. He had to leave. I think it was right before he left. Oh, that's right. I remember. He, yeah, he, like, moved, yeah. he moved pretty quickly after he graduated. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened, and then Emily moved after that. Her mom got like her mom was a a general or something on base, and she got a promotion to the point where she couldn't ask to stay any longer right which really sucks uh, so now uh, you're like, like i was like oh destroyed yeah Dude, even even after that I, I was in another band quote unquote that never played anything that ended up being uh you know dean alstrand uh dale collins oh, holy Dude, shit dale, or figures? Right? dale yeah yeah uh i remember going over to dean's house and he really Really, really wanted to cover that Coheed and Cambria song that was super big at the time. Welcome home. Yeah, that's he wanted to cover that. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm going to play the keyboard and I'm going to do synth, and you're going to do guitar. Dale's going to do guitar, and they had a drummer or whatever lined up, and that never went anywhere." Uh, um, I mean, like I, think I just remember showing up and like trying to practice twice, and it was just the guys trying to hang out yeah. and like. I remember going from like band class where if you're practicing, you're practicing. Mm. To, oh, like, so like hanging out was like not going a to thing. that and being like, yeah. And I remember going to that and like these guys are just kind of doing nothing, right? Especially with your work uh, ethic. Like, yeah. Like, and like, I mean, I've noticed that. Like, when you're in the band, like your your work ethic's always been great. So like, I can't believe we have ties to December Never Ends. We do. I didn't know. We that. are in December Never Ends. You were into the depths. We're, we're in December Never Ends. Been in every band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Every last band. Was that weird for you when you joined the band and like, oh, they're also just hanging out kind of thing? Because <laughs> we were, we were. No, I, mean, I think it was. I mean, I had seen you guys play at Papa Roach, so I knew you guys could put a set together, okay. of like actual songs, like your own songs, and that was really cool. And then I remember going to show up, and you guys had the whole garage situation going on. Oh, I see. And I came in for the audition and there was one guy leaving before me with his bass guitar that's right you and were, i was like god you damn were the, it you were the second you all you were we auditioned three people that day i think i told you this and you were the second guy to come in that day yeah and i just remember like thinking god damn it because that bass guitar wasn't my my instrument and like yeah, i had come from playing <laughs> i had come from playing like the jazz festival on trombone where i would trade solos with argel oh wait to, like, oh. Argel, Argel, like, like, 
Arjo Arjo. Holy like, shit. At the Jazz Festival in Fairbanks. Um, Ar- like we, Arjo. Yeah, he was playing guitar in the jazz bands up there for a jazz festival. For the listeners uh, that might not know, Arjo played lead guitar in um, one of the first bands in the greater Anchorage scene that we really became very close friends with. They were they were known at the time as the Harlequin State, but they became Old Hounds and they became Last Light. And Argel was. They were something before that, weren't they? Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the uh, I remember this. Um, better a diamond. The Hearts of the Renegade. Hearts of the Renegade. Yeah, they had Hearts <laughs> of the Renegade. It's always yeah. been some combination of Josh and Alberto and like other musicians, but like they've been. Uh, it's been been many. And Argel, greatest guitar player in England. He is an absolute ripper, dude. Every time I watch that man play, I die a little inside. I remember one time we were we were recording. I can barely play my instrument. <laughs> we were we were recording like a joke song like we did back in the day, just to, just to hang out and fuck around. And I was like, "Hey, Argel," because he was hanging out. I was like, "I need you to play something ignorant and like like tasteless." And he's like, "I literally don't know how to do that." <laughs> <laughs> do you want that mix of Lydian or I, I was like, dude, do some Slayer shit. I don't know. Just incredible musician. But I, I love that though because it like there are people out there where like like you and me, Doug, where we can like you have that creative kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then there are people like Arjo, well, where they're just kind of like the instrument it's just itself and yeah. re- you read off the notes and kind of go for it he plays the like yeah. he he is a student of the instrument yeah. kind of thing which is you know i mean neither of them is better or worse really there's just but it's hard to find people that are both if that makes yes, sense yes totally yeah, yeah. i wish yeah. i like you wish, were both luke yeah you were both luke i wish i had you're hilarious that's very i think it's a very rare thing you know to, to have somebody like even even though you say that you like you like obviously the bear, the bass wasn't your first instrument but you understood like musically wh- why it was important and like how it works and everything and also you're a creative person so you ha- you had both of those it's a very rare thing i think yeah uh, here's being the nicest you've ever been to me. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, it's gonna get more worse. It's gonna get worse, buddy. Where's the rip? Okay, we'll start with the rip here. So, all right. So yeah. So you come for the audition. First impressions. All right. I did first impressions in the last episode, but now that you're here in the room, technically by proxy, I saw you walk in through the garage. Thought you looked like a doof. <laughs> Who is this goober? Oh, yeah, I look atrocious. <laughs> atrocious. I'm proud. I'm proud of how comfortable I was in my shitty scene <laughs> hair and skinny jeans. Bring it back. No, <laughs> no, you look way more handsome but now than you did back then. You look Aww, great. But you. I will tell you, I do have one thing to say, though. You looked like a friend. You, know I mean? you looked like you know, You ever see someone you're like, this person is a friend. That's what I thought when I saw you. I honestly didn't think that at first. You didn't? No, not really. You're nuts. <laughs> but the first, when he first walked in, I just, uh-huh. uh, just, just at the time when I, that first, I think because the, the guy before you didn't have that vibe. So I already by kind of my um, morale was a little low. Sure. When, so when you, when you came in, I was like, all right, let's get this next guy. out. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I just I walk remember, in the room? I, I remember my first impressions of you guys was just like, these guys are way taller than I thought they were. <laughs> Because <laughs> I had seen you at Papa Roach, and I just thought all of you were like straight up hotties. Like, I think you're ta- I you're taller than me, aren't you? Right. We're about the same. Okay. We're the same person. Oh, that's right. I think you're taller than Doug. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a short. I'm six feet tall, but I'm the I'm the shortest person yeah. in the band. Yeah, everybody. Every all of us slouch, but uh, I think yeah. I'm six two. Uh, but yeah, it's. I just remember walking in and being like, God, these guys are taller than I thought. And I thought that was a funny thought to think because I was like, this is a really, like it felt really high stakes to me because like this band actually plays shows. I had, I had gone to shows at like the downstairs and a couple other things, and, but I'd always gone alone. Right. Ah. Um, 
you know, I had been at shows at the downstairs, but I ended up going to mostly like big shows and seeing like bar shows and stuff. Right. Uh, I remember like walking in and the the only song that you guys had on uh, as long as we think we're funny, mm-hmm. I think is yeah. Uh, I remember that's what you gave me to listen to. You're like, learn some, see if you can learn any songs that come in. Nathan, you were you were a thousand percent. Your head was huge. I remember you were like, yeah, just learn a few of these songs if you can and uh, come in or something like, something like that. It's like, if you can. I was uh, such a dick I, in those. God. Actually, I have our first Facebook conversation. I'm going to post some in our Instagram because uh, I was such an arrogant dick. Talking it's loop. funny thinking about like, <clears throat> um, the way the way you communicate with people now is so different from back in the day. I know, yeah. It's so it's so fucking jarring to see like our old like it's posts so and stuff. Yeah, I, I look- honestly, some of my favorite character development. So yeah. it is. It's a great. It's Nathan a great- has had insane character development over the over the over the arc of our career. I think it's all like also at the time like when we we're trying to find people or people were asking to audition. Like as you know, that was also during the time when a lot of the bad stuff kind of happened in our band and internally and um yeah yeah so I so, so I, yeah which obviously yeah but like i think at the time i was just like i don't know i had a lot of anger in me at the time too and a lot of like my ego was just like okay i'm not i'm not gonna bullshit around with this so i need to i think as i mentioned in the last episode like we need to fucking find a good bass player i'm mm. not gonna fucking waste my time with any any doof that just walks in the door <laughs> and then this doof walks in the and then door this doof walks in the door <laughs> and we're still it's friends like, oh god it's his hair is so stupid. <laughs> this guy, look at his hair. He can't play the bass. Get out of here. <laughs> this, this guy told everyone he could play the bass. He can't actually play the bass. Lo and behold, but, uh, he can play the fucking I, bass. I, I remember you guys were so impressed that I played evil. No. Every villain yeah. yes. And yes. I remember you guys were like, holy shit, whoa. I remember just thinking that was the only song where the bass was really clear. <laughs> that's that's why you picked it. That, that makes sense. That album sounds like dog shit. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, because I mixed that album like dog shit, and you could never hear the bass, that's why you picked Evil. So it's the only song that starts with the bass. He had no other options. <laughs> I, I was like that one started with bass. I was like, okay, this is gonna be the easiest one to do by ear. So yeah. I'm gonna do that. I think I also remember <laughs> so you that's also. What I did. That's doing funny. getting out also if I remember correctly I could be wrong on that that sounds right. I think I, 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 a couple of yeah, yeah. I, I knew like I knew basically the gist I could follow chord progressions and like yeah. I knew okay this is generally the key I should be in I shouldn't fuck around with that and right. I think that's uh, why like right off the bat like me and Doug noticed like this guy has a good ear he can improvise because you played evil because evil's traditionally played in drop D but you played it in standard whatever the standard tuning was and you just transcribed it to make it work and I was like this guy the fact that you could could do that was was enough for me to be like okay he knows what he's doing he's the guy I remember feeling so stupid and just like oh my god I fucked up when I when you guys were like oh it's in drop but you still played it right exactly what happened it was i was like oh no yeah i'm an idiot so stupid let me go out let me leave real quick i apologize for wasting your time (laughs) first things first where's your shit (laughs) uh yeah i remember um when you left well also like we also hung out for an hour i remember that's right because i think i told you this too but like one so there are three people auditioned that day and we made it a thing we're like we're gonna play with them for an hour and then we're gonna hang out for an hour and the hanging out part then we got to know you a little bit more about your music stuff that's when i started to like oh this guy's pretty fucking rad yeah. like it's pretty chill like you had a quiet i could tell at the time you're a little you were nervous with uh, like you 
you kind of attested oh, to yeah. that. Oh, a thousand percent. But yeah. I, I liked your. I mean, de- you guys were actual musicians who played actual shows, and I felt like I was just like uh, musicians you know, is a is a careful word. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny that you saw us as as like quote musicians and stuff when you were like at, trained were, and you like, were skilled, and we were yeah, we were we, so rudimentary, rudimentary in the way we learned our instruments. So it's yeah. Just like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think musician is a broad term, and you guys true. were definitely like performers. You were entertainers. Like oh, you guys okay. did. You know, you were that. I don't even. And, I don't need a guitar to perform. Yeah, just. That's why we started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you got the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember hanging out. I was convinced most people came to our shows as if it were like a fucking like comedy show. No, and that, they just were like, yeah. okay, I guess the music's kind of catchy. Yeah, the noise brigade variety Actually, hour. Just want to touch on that real quick. Like I know me and Doug were mostly the people on the mic, like doing the jokes, but you were always the person. Like the Charlie, like Charlie Chaplin kind of thing, where you did no one could hear you, but you were doing stuff to us that made us laugh. Yeah, and made the audience laugh. <laughs> like you come over to me and like do something to me, like like pretend to hump me or something. Yeah. And like <laughs> you would come over to me and like give me a wet willy. Yeah, or so something. like that. So like you were very involved in the comedy act, just just with no words. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you if you paid attention, like Luke is like low key the funniest person in the band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or me and Doug just have the big mouth. We're, yeah, we're loud as fuck. <laughs> That's funny to us. Yeah. I think that it's just the bass player's job. Because uh, now you have Dimitric. Yeah. Also, one of the funniest I mean, people I know. Other than, I, I, you guys are all the funniest people I know, <laughs> which is wild. Maybe that's why the band worked for so long. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Our bass players have always been funny. Justin, Luke, and Demetri, yeah. all some of the funniest people I know. I, know, I don't. I don't know how does it work. It's just the know. thing. You yeah. can't. You can't be lame if you're in this band. That's right. Well, you could be lame, but like, just, just, there's a there's a criteria of lame. Right, I guess right, right, there. Right. Dude, I, I remember we were hanging out and we like played Scrabble or something. That's right. Yeah, you that brought that up. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, I think. I, well, we brought. Well, I think we hung out. I think that when we asked you to come hang out when you got the job, <laughs> job, I say. Yeah. <laughs> when we actually just hung out and we played Scrabble, yeah, that's when we did it. And that's the last time I ever played Scrabble with you because you, that's when I realized you were the smartest fucking person in the entire world. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the thing: Nathan hates losing. So there was there was a there was a thing for years where we couldn't get Nathan to play Mario Party anymore because he fucking got his ass beat so hard one night. Uh, it was literally like eight years. Yeah, and it just we, we played on my birthday. We just recently played on Doug's he, birthday. He loves you. <laughs> that's how I know. But uh, yeah, I remember playing Scrabble when we were when you were you came over that time to actually just hang out for real. And I forgot who else played. It was you, me, I think there was a four of us, and you yeah. kicked all our asses. There were words you were putting down. I was like, "That's not a word," and then and I challenged like, it. Like, oh, that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that up. God Fuck you. Damn. Yeah, I remember doing that and then being like, "I don't know if that was the right move." Be <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> back. Like, Did I do that? Did I beat them too bad? Like I don't even play Scrabble with Jenna anymore. Jenna's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> do I do I beat these guys' ass in Scrabble first time we hang out? Is that the move? <laughs> I, even, I, I don't want to be a dick, but I was like, I just wanted to play Scrabble because I like playing Scrabble, and that might tell you who I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do crosswords. I'm a big nerd. Uh, but I remember doing that and then just being kind of worried, like, oh, man. You're such like a, like, take this, I don't, I don't take this to the wrong way, but you're like, you have like an old man. We talked about it. You have like an old man aura about you. You have, an, you, you have an, <laughs> what, what they call an old soul. I yeah, guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's what they call trauma. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also remember, uh, you're good. but I also remember um, after we, the first time we 
the audition day and then we hung out. I remember you leaving and uh, we had one more audition that day. And Calvin looks at me on the couch. I remember this vividly. Calvin looks at me on the couch like, do we need to audition anybody else? That's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we There was definitely consensus like, oh, okay, we found him. Like, yeah. That was it. And then we were like, I guess we have to do our due diligence and yeah. try the third It guy. would have been wrong for us to be like, okay, I'm sorry. Fuck you. We just found we found the guy, you know? So yeah. we, we, we went through with it. And we, we went and ended, ended it, the last guy with an open mind. Like, okay, we'll you know, give it a shot. But we in, our, in the back of our minds were like, it's Luke. Yeah. You made yeah. such a good impression where it's like one of those things where like you know if a really good band goes on and then you got to play next you're like how the hell do i follow that up yeah <laughs> yeah so at that time like i feel sorry the third guy should have went before you because uh that was not a great spot for him to be in. yeah like he just yeah because he went into it with when we already like were, basically we were already so impressed up, yeah. we were already hung out we, were, we, we, we loved you and we're like god i now we're just gonna waste two hours of my life <laughs> <laughs> and um from oh the, I just found a picture of the that time we hung out and played Scrabble. Oh, are you I serious? Picture of Nathan and Doug, of like just both of you, and Doug, you're playing some game on your phone where you're like tapping a dot to jump, and Nathan's got an Xbox controller in his hand. And I just remember sending that picture to Jenna and saying like it's going well or some stupid like that. Did we? Tell, that was, that I just found my new best friends. <laughs> Did we tell you you got the job, or did we just tell you to come hang out? It was applied. I think you told me to come hang out, and then you told me I got the job oh. while we were hanging out. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think, think it was that like, was probably part of the message. I was like, oh, I got in. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. in. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm never leaving. <laughs> and, he did, and he stayed with us for almost fucking seven years. <laughs> it feels like longer than that. I know. It does. It feels like over a decade. Yeah. It's probably because I look like you. That's I, probably, I get confused sometimes. Yeah. You're just, you're just one of the people that I feel like I've known my whole life. You know, even though it's well, been likewise, like. Likewise, you guys. Even though it's only been like 10, 10, 11 years since we met. Yeah. You know? I feel like if I think about it, like if I list all the, all my friends that I still have that I've known since I was like a little kid, like just like if without thinking about it, like, you know, you guys, like you would be in, in that, but I'm like, oh yeah, we met in 2012, which is weird. We- I met Luke in my young adult life. Yeah. I'm going into my twenties yeah. and that's, you know, I don't know. It's crazy to think, right? Like, and Luke, you know, Luke, you're still one of my best friends. Like, yeah. It, even though, yeah. even though we know we didn't have a childhood together, but I mean, like twenties, your twenties too, or it's like some developing moments in any young person's oh, life. Like I feel a, a if I'm wrong, call me. Yeah, yeah. It's like a second child. Oh, you're yeah. you're still learning. So to have you be part of that, you gr- I'm growing with you. You growing with me. You know. Yeah. And, and all it, three of us growing together was a big deal in our in my life personally. Yeah. We, all how close for how close we were. All of us were in our twenties. We for sure did like at least I, I can. I can say for sure for about myself that I did the most growing in my twenties with you guys. Like mm-hmm. you were like directly integrated in how in how I grew up as a person. So I maybe that's why it feels like so intertwined. You know. Mm-hmm. Likewise, and like uh, you know, growing up, I grew up with my mom, my grandma, and my sister, and kind of just like you know, men are evil and bad. Yeah. As a, as a Which general, is not necessarily wrong. Like, yeah. It's not. It's not incorrect. Yeah. Um, but. My therapist told me that's not a healthy viewpoint as a man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I remember going from that to like Zach Hunter was kind of like one of the few guy friends I really had, and I didn't spend a lot of nights at his house. We didn't, you know, hang out outside of school. We were just band geeks together, mm-hmm. so we we're kind of forced to be together all the time. Like we have a plaque in the band room at part of high school with both of our names on it because we got like the same exact awards. Uh, our senior year when we were graduating and i remember feeling like oh man this is what it's like to have like a best friend that's like you know that's another man 
Mm-hmm. Like a po- maybe, like, maybe like a positive, like a positive example yeah, of, a, of a guy. Like, yeah. Exactly. And then I remember going and like joining the band and then being like, holy shit, I've never had close friends that are like brothers. Yeah. I've oh, never yeah. Had, I've had that kind of relationship with other, with other dudes. And so like immediately, like I think the first time we hung out, Doug called shotgun <laughs> in Nathan's old, the oh, Nathan mobile. Nathan that's right. Uh, I remember he called shotgun on the way to pick up strings or something. And then uh, I called shotgun on the way back. And then Nathan made some comment as to like, you're all right. Or something like that. Or like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember thinking like, I mean, I mean okay. yeah. there's a lot of little moments like that where I just like, you know, I never really knew where I stood, especially because of that. It's like, I've never had a bunch of guy friends. I've never been around. And, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, from, and had brothers, and you guys are a thousand percent my brothers. Like that's what we are. Like, yeah, I mean, even like some of the people at the time, which you know, like our singer, even yeah. our singer at the time, and Calvin. Like, obviously, the three three of us right now in this conversation, you know, we're brothers. We're, bro- we're brothers for life. Even at the time, though, like with Calvin and our singer at the time, we felt that bond. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was the first time feeling that, and so it was like really kind of weird uh, how quickly that happened. And you guys introduced me to all the people in the scene and I had seen, you know, a bunch of you at shows and I'm just like, I stood off to the side or in the back and I remember being envious of like the big group yeah. of people that all knew each other, you know, um, and you guys helped build that starting, you know, in Eagle River and then bringing it to the Anchorage shows and stuff. But I remember seeing that from the outside and then after joining the band, suddenly being inside yeah like holy shit i have all yeah. these friends now yeah i, I felt exactly. that i felt yeah. that way too when i like i can relate to that when i felt when i joined the band because that's why i loved or i want to initially really want to be part of the band too because i saw justin and doug they were so tight or even all four of you at the time before i joined i was like man i want to be part of that i want to like have that close kind of close thing of friends in yeah the vicinity, so and it's not like it's not like we were never like this is our thing. Nobody else is allowed. It was like we wanted to be friends. We were wanted to be friends with everybody. It's just like maybe maybe to maybe to others looking in. It's like it just seemed impenetrable because of how close we were and shit. But like once you get in, you're in. You know. What yeah. I mean? And like you can attest to this, Luke. When when especially the later tours, when the four or five of us got together, all <laughs> bets were off. Dude. <laughs> we all the shit and farting would never end. Dude, we were just <laughs> dude when we were. You know, on like especially like, you know, when we were really like kind of hitting our stride, like on the maybe like the Find What You Love tour, we were just having a fucking blast, <laughs> dude. Just fucking around, yeah. ha- like we had we had so many like bits and inside jokes and shit that like I'm sure other people were like, "What the fuck is wrong with these guys?" Dude, <laughs> we were always we were always fucking around. You know what I mean? It was just fun. Do you remember your first show? <laughs> So, my first show or my with first us. actual show? The first <laughs> first show well, with us. So, the first show, May, so May 30th was when you guys told me I was in the band. I just found that picture. Uh, and then June... That was 8th, right after the war battle. Yeah, must have been. Yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah, I said, because... So, yeah, yeah, I did the smart thing. Everybody listen up. If you're going to be in a band, don't start it yourself. It's too hard. Find one that's found success and then pop on. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, yeah. That's you you really walked into you a guys, good deal here. Your first show was going to be, so, well, technically, sublime. Yeah. Sublime with Rome. And supposed to be. Yeah. And, technically, but yeah. And we already had a spot on the Warp Tour. <laughs> 
You're like, really, yeah, I remember, I remember you guys telling me that after you told me I got in. I was like, oh my god. Did you? So you didn't know by the time you joined the band that we had all this big shit lined up? No, I think I might have uh, heard about Sublime with Rome because the show was announced. Oh yeah. Um, but you guys had another person playing bass for you. It was Daniel Langdon. That's yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys had Daniel Langdon playing bass for you. I remember there was stuff going on. I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, there was so much. I assume yeah. you guys are going to get into it a little bit later. Um, but like, you know, there was stuff going on at the time. All I know is you guys needed a bass player. You had somebody filling in. You wanted somebody to play, you know, for the for that summer. And May 30th, I found out I was in. Yeah. June 8th, the day before the Sublime of Rome show. I think you guys wanted to play the show as like a tester or, or something. But fun fact, Heather Thomas, the person whose birthday party we played for, which was my official first Noise Brigade show. Oh, was that it? Um, the, the library? Yeah. Okay, that was it. Okay. That's what it was, yeah. Okay. It, was a birthday, it was a birthday show, and Heather was one of my really good friends from high school also. Her older brother was Garrett. That's from, right. Um, to the depth. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, Garrett from To the Depths was Heather's older brother, and we played her uh, birthday show as my first show the day before Sublime with Rome. That's in right. In the park by the library. That's right. I think. Cut, Cutty Park, I think it's called. Yeah. That is correct, yeah. Yeah, we were at Cutty Park, and I remember, like, just being so nervous, but then, you know, meeting all kinds of people, you know, Kevin and Austin were doing merch, and yeah, a bunch of friends, and it was just like, this is, this feels right. Was, I do remember know? that show going play, very, play very, very like well. It was, that was a lot of fun. a lot of our friends hanging out and running around. Those pads first show yeah. I mentioned before. <laughs> that, that, was, that was one of the shows where, like, it came got to got to a point um, in Anchorage where like almost every show was like everybody was friends. Like um, Dimitri's yeah. old band played, and like everybody in that band was uh, were our close friends and stuff. Um, so it just felt we're good. Loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're playing the loss. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that you felt welcomed early on. You know, because that's yeah, kind of a big I, thing I, to get into. I feel. Yeah, I, I remember joining the band, and like Daniel was your guys' bassist at the time. Uh, and you guys were going to announce me in the middle of the, the sublime set. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I found the set list, which is hilarious. What? <laughs> oh man. I'll send it to you guys. Uh, Dude. But I think it's because I printed it out for you guys. Cause I'm still little of the printer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why you were in the band. We were like, this guy's a fucking printer. He's Get in. him in here. He's in. It's like, uh, but it's got our logo taking up literally half the page. The date. Six, nine, 12, Sublime with Rome, and then the set list, and it's all in like. Wait, so wait, hold on, hold on. Six nine. Holy shit! Nice. Yeah, nice. June 9th, <laughs> Hell yeah. So oh, that's God. like a fucking like a week oh, and a half God. after you joined the band. God, I didn't think yeah. it was that soon. For some reason, I thought it was a month after you joined. That's so, why there was so much yeah. pressure. Well, like like I said, like a lot of the stuff was happening in the band at the time, so we had all these commitments. So we didn't have time to get a bass player. And also fulfill the warp tour commitment. So that's what we asked Daniel. And then once Daniel's time was up, we we're like, okay, we have a month after the warp battle between this and the Sublime show, and that's where we found you. Like now we have time to get a bass player. Like, yeah. Whereas yeah. now, if I think about like trying to find a bass player in a month, I'd be like, you, I would rather you shoot me. You yeah, yeah, I mean? that's like, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're when I was you know I was eighteen, I was like, yeah, I got nothing. I this band's everything to me. Yeah. I got nothing else going on. We're gonna find a fucking bass player yeah. in a month. You know. Yeah. Um, do you want to know the set list? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we have intro, which I think is hilarious. You can't bring me down. Song sucks. It's okay. Oh, ah, whatever. It's all right. It was catchy. Yeah. Uh, hand sandwich. 
Oh, I remember that song. So hand sandwich is interesting because we never released it. Um, we had one like one crappy recording of it. Yeah. 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 Which actually is, I, I think it sounds better than as long as I think we're funny. And you did it. I know. That was back when I was trying to like do some shit. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm trying to be the big man on campus here. <laughs> and by being the Duncan big man record, on campus, I, I was record. being the big big pile of shit on campus is what I was really doing. <laughs> just to smell it. Uh, and then so that those are the songs that Daniel played. And I was That's supposed right. to be a surprise. Yeah, then you came yeah, exactly. Some, then you that came on the worst surprise you could have introduced. And this is introduced Luke. And then it's the three like ska songs. Yeah, uh, oh, what's you're wrong? the X. To, you're the X to my zero. Oh, we did. Okay, we kept debating how often we played that song. I felt like it wasn't a lot. We didn't play it that much because we were like, we were trying to get more serious and yeah. shit. And like, this is like a goofy ska song or whatever. But like, that was the obviously like the first song. I love looking back. I'm like, yeah, yeah. obviously that song rocks, yeah. you know. But like. Uh, so th- yeah. this is the perfect show to play it at yeah. and there is an interesting sh- song that we played this show that Luke's going to bring up there we go uh, out here on this open road that's right yes okay so this song is also interesting because we that's another song we never released um, but we did try to record it for our second full length that's we did record it um, but it was just one of the songs where we just ended up ah, we have a lot of more better songs let's, yeah. let's strap it off remember that song yeah, it was like a strap just a nice ska reggae song I think I sung most of the pre-chorus on that one you did yeah yeah um, oh man, I forgot the one and only time we've ever played that song. Yeah, yeah, we never played it again. And that that album, we ended up recording like three years later, and yeah. it, it just didn't make the cut. But yeah, I'm, interesting that we played that song and never released it. It made sense because with Sublime with Rome, we're like, let's have a whole ska set. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then uh, Forever the Optimist. Ah, yes, awesome. we closed with Forever the Optimist. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Good I, song. I love that you have that list. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I also have the merch sheet that I had to print out. <laughs> Thank you for merch wasting ink on us. By the Cone Bros. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Cone Bros. That's right. For those that don't know, Cone Bros were just two of our friends that would just sell all our merch. Yeah, our- Kevin and another friend that we... They were... They, yeah, that was. they went on tour with us. They were always hanging around. Yeah. Kevin's, Kevin's still around. Kevin's still here. I live with him, so... Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember personally how you felt that show or anything that stood out? <laughs> God, that show. I remember being super nervous about it. Me too. I was happy about the show the, the night before, and then I was super nervous. And I remember at the time, I, had, I wasn't playing with a pick yet, so That's I, right. I was still playing with I my fingers see. like an actual bass guitarist. I feel like you uh, played with your fingers for like the first three months being in the band. For Yeah, for quite a while. I think right after, I think at, when we came down for Warped Tour, I bought a set of picks at the Guitar Center. That sounds later right. Later that summer, and I was like, I want to try these out. Because, Doug, I remember just, like, the amount of new music you guys were showing me. Because I, I, I had grown up with all the stuff that I was listening to, but a lot of the pop punk that I had been familiar with, like Newfound Glory, Blink-182, was, like, my sister stuff. And so I kind of got a lot of that secondhand, or it was on mixed CDs, and I was like, oh, so that's who this is. Right. Um, I had a lot of those moments, and I remember when I first joined the band, Doug, you gave me like a bunch of playlists and Edward also gave me a bunch of playlists to listen to and and just like musically expanding so much (laughs) was insane. Uh Um, I remember being really nervous about that and uh, playing with my fingers and I didn't move very much for months when I first joined the band. It's so funny like how stiff you were in the beginning, but as you progressed the band, you were the wildest motherfucker. You on were the stage. one that got down. You were the one that got down. Especially like, once me and Nathan became the singers, because like we couldn't really move anymore. So you were rocking. Yeah. Dude. Like I just needed the space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also need to learn how to hold a cake because I remember 
like shows later when I was quote unquote rocking, uh, I never learned how to hold the pick right and play bass. So I remember like the end of the show just covered in blood from There's, my thumb and my finger. Oh my Do you remember that picture of us? Um, where yeah, like, I'm like <laughs> holding up my bass up on my face and it's caked in dried blood and you're over there and like there's blood on my real friends t-shirt yeah. white. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. oh god I, I remember that and i remember thinking like i should probably learn how to actually the amount of damage you did to yourself <laughs> and to your bases yeah in he your smacked, 10 year old the shit out of those things oh well, a, a moving fa- a moving freight train just going out all cylinders you know <laughs> yeah we still have those bases Entire, I, I know like okay so john uh i remember John Swalva had one of those dream bases, uh, dream studio guitars. Oh yeah, hold up! Uh, before you California. go on, before you go any further, I just want to say Luke is also the only person in the band that ever got a sponsorship. That's true, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Thanks, John. No, no, Elias had the SJC thing. Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. But Luke is the only one that got a free that got free gear out. Of oh, it. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. You did it. <laughs> yeah, but I remember like John Suava introduced me to Dream, Dream Studio guitars, and uh, Forever Came Calling had come up and played uh, in Alaska. Yeah. and we got to know them. And, uh, but John John Suava sent me with the Dream Studio guitars company uh, to get sponsored, which I thought was hilarious. I thought it was the shit. You know, I was like, "That's so cool that you could do this." Uh, but I got like a custom studio bass guitar i got to choose like the, the paint color the pickups and all that stuff and, that was the purple uh, one right that was the purple one that was the first one uh i broke that one because i because you're rocking because uh, <laughs> i was rocking yeah i so i get i get a lot of stage fright which is hilarious uh when, when we would play shows and mm-hmm. so i take off my glasses um especially like I, I took them off because I noticed I was getting sweaty and when I tried to move, they would fall off. And then when I took them off, I realized how much more comfortable I felt right. playing live and just like being myself and like jumping up and down to music and stuff. Um, and as a bass player, you got to have rhythm. And I feel like that's kind of, I, I just felt like I was just dancing around being myself, you know, and just having a good time with the music and you guys like rocking out, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember taking my glasses off the first couple of times and just being like, this feels free. Like, this feels good. Yeah. Uh, like your so own little box or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, Nathan, we tried the adventure straps later on. And I did. I didn't like them. They, they, they fell <sighs> off know. anyway. Like, I like just rock it too hard, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I broke both of those bases because I didn't follow John Swab's advice as to not get the active base. <laughs> oh, he, he's like, yeah. You don't get the active bass. That one's like an actual studio bass. Get the get the passive bass. Since you're gonna be playing like, live, I want that. I want that tone. And then I really liked the tone and messing around with it when I yeah. first got that purple one. So I did the same mistake and I bought. I got the same bass. Yeah. For the second one, they have their own preamps uh, in there, right? Is that is that why it was so fragile? Is that right? Yeah, they had preamps yeah, so, and the okay. whole thing. And, oh, I was gonna say, I remember on a later tour. It like cut out on tour. Yeah. And <laughs> one time we were in New York and we were supposed to play a show at like a baseball field. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I remember having to drive around to all these music shops in the area in the morning and I didn't get to shower or anything. And I was still wearing my pajamas and we were like, touring so i was disgusting uh, i didn't get to shower that morning i was wearing like my pajamas and he was driving me around town and you know 
bumfuck New York State, uh, up in Nanuit. And we went to this music store, and this guy was like, he took it apart almost entirely in front of us. It was like talking to Pete and just shooting the shit and putting it back together. And he tried a few things. He's like, yeah, none of these are going to work. And so I had to buy a whole additional bass. That's right. To be able to play that show and the rest of the shows on that tour. It's and I remember dean. it was like a three. It was a Dean. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll be. I'll, that is not- <laughs> hopefully you're happy to know this. That bass is still living at Dimitri's house. <laughs> keep it <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much history <laughs> yeah i remember playing those shows and like super early on I, I just wouldn't move i i i came from the jazz space and the classical space and i just remember yeah, you can't really mosh really in a jazz awkward. setting yeah you were focused on on playing properly which is a, with with a, was a breath of fresh air yeah <laughs> <laughs> and once i let that go out the window everything got so much easier <laughs> <laughs> well actually you know i watched a video recently um in the nick era i call this congratulations (laughs) but uh it was a live video of us yeah it was a live setting and um actually (laughs) you and nick both played super well rock fucking solid solid, like right in the pocket bet way better than i remember i don't believe you no no no. i'll show you the video you gotta watch it me and Doug horrible played terrible. <laughs> I Dude. don't know what we're like. We were out of tune. We fucked up so much. I'm like watching this video. Like, what is wrong? We were just and Doug, and we, we were, were just jumping around, <laughs> fucking having fun. And like Nathan has the biggest fucking smile on his face the whole show. We were just like going. <laughs> we didn't give a no fuck. care in the world. <laughs> we were like, God, we have because like at that point, Nick is an amazing drummer. Oh god! And, um, and, you know, uh, I do. You know, I want to. You know, I want to give you your flowers here. You know, you as much as you tell yourself, Luke, how much you suck as a bass player. You really upped Noise Brigade's like oh my tightness god. when you entered the band. We sounded like yeah. we were supposed to when you joined the band. Finally, like and, that was the missing piece. And then when Nick joined the band. We had right shit. there, solid rhythm section. So I was like, so maybe I think at the time. Now I don't have to play yeah, well we were anymore. Like, Fuck it. <laughs> we, got, we got Nick and Luke. We don't have to we're do good. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, little did oh, we know. You're so good. <laughs> that was that was the beginning of the Noise Brigade comedy hour. I think where me and Nathan were just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We can play whatever we want. As long as the rhythm section is oh, good to go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, partly true, but you saw, we still like maybe should have like looked guess, at looked I, at our guitars while we're playing. You know, a as bit a more. guitar player, you were able to get away with a little more mistakes yeah. than, than the rhythm section can. Um, but also, um, don't be an idiot. I guess <laughs> I do have one thing to say though. Um, I bet you at the, if you were there at the show, it probably didn't. It probably wasn't as cringy as us watching a video of it. You know, fucking tw- ten years later or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like. I'm, I'm sure like everyone was like yeah these guys are rocking or whatever yeah. didn't, like, but like watching it like scrutinizing but, like, it ha- now having the ear that yeah. I have now and not being present at the show and just watching like yeah, yeah. I can honestly say Nick yeah. and Luke great awesome like, me and Doug terrible <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know I think I think something that goes like like Doug was saying with live shows I like you guys are performers I think that was the era that it started being more accessible to everyone. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like that's like, because you guys were always stupid. You guys were always stupid on stage, but it wasn't until both of you were really like the singers or, you know, that both of you got mics that it became like, 
you know, they got to see everybody's personality and they got to see that we were the same on stage and off stage. Yeah, and, and I think that brought a lot of people that no, might have not felt comfortable. Yes. You know, there wasn't a lot of the elitism of like, hey, we're cool. We're the yeah. band. We're cool. That's, like, hey, that we're is band idiots. dude shit. You know, like that, like I'm on another level than people that are, that are coming to this show that are part of this community that like get paid money to be here. Like thinking you're above that, that's band dude shit. And that's not fucking cool. And I've, we've always been yeah, against that. hundred percent. And like, I feel like I said, I think I mentioned a couple of episodes where, like we acted the same on stage as we did off stage. I yep. think that's why, you know, you know, a lot of our friends would come to the show. Like we amassed this group of people that we knew we all knew their names we yeah. always hung out once in a while we would like, stand next to them in the crowd like at the shows and like shoot the shit with them yeah. d- watching other bands yeah and then and people just soup that comfortability yeah. that and um openness just to like yeah just hang out we're yeah. all gonna be farting around and <laughs> like our buddy travis he he like he he was at our very first show and he was at our going away show. He's at almost every show in between. And I remember hanging out with him at almost every show, you know? Yeah. And that was just, that was like, that was one of the coolest things. Was we had a bunch of friends that wanted to be there for us. And like that, that I think that like looking back, that was so fucking it special. Really, yeah. So sick. I'm so well, grateful. I, for I that. think it, it even goes a step further. Like you guys, you guys had your friend group going in and I like joined and became part of the friend group. Yeah. But I think that that mentality and that, the way we acted followed us throughout, you know, all the tours and stuff we did. Cause they're, you know, the long Island show. Oh. Yeah. We, I remember playing that show. <laughs> it was just wild. Uh, that was one of my favorite couple days quick, out right? tour ever. Yeah. I, that was an amazing yeah. stretch a couple days. Yeah. And I just remember like meeting the people and talking to the people and stuff. And everybody was just really kind of, you know, the people that knew who we were, also wanted to hang with us because they knew how we were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the promoter, the guy or whatever. And then, uh, just the people we met at the show. Cause we had, like, yeah, I think who we were as people and they felt comfortable not being like, not having to like be like, Oh, you know, we yeah. were putting on a face. We were always the, the idiots that we were, you know, we, we rode around on those little motorized animals at the ball to hand out show flyers in Utah. <laughs> That's like, right. we're, not, we're not smart, but we're entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and I think that follows through the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah we're, we always showed we were having a good time and we tried to make sure the people at the show were having a good time. Um, yeah. And like, if you, break I think it, that, you know, that translated to connecting to everyone there, uh, yeah. which was really cool. I think if you break it down, and you're a musician and you don't and you can't, if you if you're if you're if you if you're if you're if you're if you're a musician and you can't like take a step back and like see how insane it is and how lucky you are to have you're probably people, the drummer <laughs> the, like how like how like there was a period Sorry. you know um, <laughs> like you know, in COVID era, whatever. Um, where I was like convinced, like, all right, well, you know, if we ever play a show again, like, it's it's just gonna be small, like, whatever. No one's, it, no one's gonna care. But like, ever since we like announced this comeback show, I'm like, people still care. I'm like, holy fuck, dude! I can't like, I feel like there are people that take like musicians that maybe like don't like take it for granted or something. And uh, I think maybe I it happened to me at one point. It's like it's it's just like. It's we're so fucking lucky to be able to write music with our friends and like share it with all these people that want to be there at shows and like 
that that's all it was to us like we were so fucking happy to be just doing this and like yeah. being on the road with our friends like we like wanted to share that energy energy with everybody because we were just so fucking yeah. stoked you know you know we, yeah, we're not a big we're obviously we're not a big band we never know we don't have a hit song but like <laughs> just slightly overweight just slightly <laughs> overweight but you know like i don't know just they don't know it's there's so many moments in this band where a lot of even like to this level not a, people that start playing music or try to do some, never even get to this part mm-hmm. you know the, the the number greatly you know outnumbers you know vastly outnumbers what, what we're doing now so yeah. it's 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 nuts to think about I cherish all yeah I mean my, my second show was Sublime and Rome <laughs> <laughs> like you're welcome months, buddy two months later I got to play Warped Tour with you guys right. yeah. it's, it's actually, like, that's, that's insane it's crazy it, it is crazy to think about we've like, been able to see and do with our lives like we'd have to shit on a tree in British Columbia and then sell our van for a hundred dollars in LA in the span of a month it is <laughs> <laughs> We get to shit in a tree <laughs> and sell our van for a buck. I what pissed, a time in our life. I pissed on a toaster. To fly home. Yeah. <laughs> I pissed on a toaster in the woods for a week straight and I would do it again tomorrow. Hell yeah. That was a good week. Though. That was a great week. I, I can't wait to get to that episode. <laughs> I want to apologize in advance of that episode. I had some severe just like I, I couldn't get the parts down for that recording. On oh, that dude, album. And I that just remember being so mad at myself. I was like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I've done this a hundred times before. I've done this jumping up and down. Why yeah. can't I get it right it's, right now? I'm it's sitting so, in a chair with fresh strings. Like, yeah, it's so different in the studio because, like, you know, um, the, the, for the listeners, this is when we recorded. This is fine. Um, and the, our, the, our record prior to that, I recorded it, um, and we just did the bass on the couch. You're our, so good to me. Because uh, I love you. Um, um, <laughs> we did we did all the recording in our apartment. So we, uh, when I recorded Luke, he, we were just sitting on the couch in our in our living room, and it was very relaxed, and we were well practiced and everything. Yeah. We just went th- we just went yeah. through song song by song. Yeah, and it was this, like, but this is fine, you know. We had a we had a record deal, and so we got to go do that shit. And yeah, kind of a different <laughs> in a studio. We flew, we to, we a flew studio. to a studio, you know, and so it was like we flew to we flew across the country from Portland, Oregon to New York. To play in a to record in a studio in New York for our label, like yeah, for a label that was insane. Yeah, so the, pre- the pressure was on. Was the pressure, pressure was there. Extra, yeah. And you know, I think um, you. I mean, you just seven days, right? Yeah, yeah, a whole week. Yeah, you uh, you just reacted to pressure differently. I think you know. I yeah. definitely had pressure too at that time. Yeah. I remember there were a couple songs I was not, I was dreading looking forward to. Yeah, and you know, honestly, that entire record, I feel like we if we should have taken another week to really fine yeah. tune some stuff. Everybody, I mean, there's some yeah. there's some parts where are they're great, they're great moments, but like there are also some other parts that look like I could have done that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, it, it was just, we pushed ourselves really, really hard for that record and for the recording and. Um, to a point where it was rushed. Yeah. And I think you could attest to this, Luke. Like, when you joined the band, I'm like, how many records you were part of? Up until Find What You Love, <laughs> recording to this band always took a back seat. <laughs> like, yeah. It was never the forefront. Oh, yeah. It was oh, never a forefront thing to get a nice product. It was always just, all right, we have these songs. Let's get them recorded so we can get people to listen to them so we can play them live. Because we go on tour next week. <laughs> yeah. <'cause there's> <laughs> it wasn't until Find What You Love where we actually sat down like, okay, we need to make sure these fucking sound good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
And yeah, that's and that that and because of that, that was a very special record for us. I got, I remember just watching you, Doug, like grow. Uh, and Nathan, I remember both of you were recording. Like uh, when I brought Carl Jr., I think Nathan, you were recording for we're playing the lot. Oh God, don't extra, remind me why all those extra people were there. <laughs> Um, and I had to pay so much money for that's food. Right. That's right. That's why there were so many fucking people there because you were recording. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I just remember so many the sandwiches. The stuff you guys put out changing so much between then and now. And even then, I was impressed. Like, I was using programs like a program called NoteFlight to like practice doing stuff by ear. Is, it's like a sheet music thing. Oh, okay. That's why I haven't heard uh, of it. <laughs> it's like transposing music and stuff. And so, like, what I did is I. <laughs> I would go and I would listen to a bunch of like just popular songs at the time and I would transpose those into things like, you know, a five piece orchestra or whatever. Um, That's crazy. And I would bring those in. I just remember the shitty MIDI sounds that those things would play. Like I want a trombone to, to play this part. And it's like, and then going in and like hearing you guys, it's, slightly better recordings (laughs) like from you know just all that stuff yeah i remember being like holy shit that i mean that's that's similar to my roots um with music because i you know i mean you know i I was using guitar pro still um when you had joined the band to like write drums and stuff so like i'm i was using all those midi instruments and shit too and it's like it's just like the 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 it's all gonna start somewhere i remember you uh i remember you giving me like the sheet music to a bass part that's right. Thing. Uh, you remember what was I don't remember. I, I think, think it was one of our. It. I uh, use it to warm up. I think it was one of our earlier ska songs, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Oh, starting summer. Starting summer, yeah. Did you ever play that song live with us? You did. Okay. Like once or twice. I think I literally played it once. Okay, about to say, because I remember like learning that part and drilling that part. I feel like we phased that out of our cell, because like I said, I don't know if you heard the other episodes, but I hated playing that song live. It was so fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, but I needed to bring this up because I wanted you to know exactly how much mental anguish it took me to learn that riff and then play it once. And hurt me so much that I can still play. Like I warm up with that riff. It scarred you, and like I remember, I remember you showing me that like you, I think you like rocked up to the downstairs or whatever, uh, or the the dungeon, I should say. Um, and you're like, hey, check this out, and you played it on an, on the guitar, and I was like, hold, you play this shit better than Nathan. <laughs> I didn't even play it. Yeah, you played the. the dun, dun, yeah, dun, I had dun, an yeah. accent because I was like, that's what I, that's me in this band. Whenever yeah. I don't want to learn something, Doug just playing. I was like, what could I do to make sense for the dynamic, but also not play that. And it works. Yeah, yeah that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you guys work so well together. I always describe your, your writing relationship as like uh, fucking uh, John and Paul. Aw. Oh, thanks. That's high praise. Thank you. Wait, which one's... Which one's like, wait, yeah, so which one's who? <laughs> yeah, I just have to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> I've always, I've always thought like you, you know who's who. Yeah, yeah, that makes. We sense. both have qualities. You're John, of, so you're dead. I hate John Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've always thought like, who, like who is the, who is the Tom and who's the Mark between me and Nathan, and we both, have, we just have both have qualities of both. You know, it's not like a clear cut like obviously, you know. Yeah. Well, who believes in aliens? <laughs> I do. You know, I, and I think we've talked about this before, Luke. Where um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe didn't con- maybe didn't contribute as much as. As like I feel, maybe you didn't contribute as much to the songs at 
that we wrote over the years. Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of my fault. I, I, yeah. I, uh, I spent a lot of time being insecure. Uh, mm. and you guys really helped me with a lot of that, but like seeing the stuff you guys put out, but the moments that you like, you did like get out of that box and like show, like, like I was just like, Oh, here's the, here's the three chords. And like, you would like just do something spectacular on yeah. the bass that would just make that part. Like yeah. we're amazing. There are, there are a couple, a couple, um, specific examples I can think of where you make the song like, um, the end of when we were writing, I know it might, I remember we like played that um, the second chorus, which I think is the last. No, there's three choruses. We played the third chorus, and um, you kept you just kept going. You kept playing that. started building off of that and you were like the catalyst for that whole huge outro for that song which is my favorite thing yeah, to play live true. in our whole set and like also in back to i know it might um the beginning where you um you you'd introduce the stop the two notes yeah, the and then you held them out That's such small niche stuff, but like it's how like well, it's mean, so I'm, huge on the I dynamics of, of the song and like the feel. Yeah. Like it's it's such a big deal. Like mm-hmm. so maybe maybe yeah, you didn't. You guys write so differently. I remember uh, I remember when I would learn like a Nathan song. You would be very like do what you want to do. Yeah, and I was more specific. Uh, I was like fuck I, you, do it this. I remember. Way. Yeah, I remember in a lot of Doug songs. You know, you were like, I want you to play this part with us here, and then like this other thing here. Yeah, but you would still like. You would say that, and then I would play it, but then I would also play, like, if I heard I wanted bass chords to go over a certain part or something, or if I wanted to, like, be more staccato, yeah. um, you know. You, you would I do ver- your version, like... Freedom, I felt the freedom to do that, yeah. and you guys made me feel really comfortable in that, and, you know, you, you, you were both really good at giving feedback as to, like, I don't know if that fits the feel of the song, or, like, I think maybe you should stick to, like, you know, playing the whole notes, because as a bass player, you get pretty bored. Uh, and you like riffing yeah so i mean doug as a bass riffer you know oh yeah um, and i remember just like a couple times thinking like God, i just want to play that fucking hard riff with you guys yeah i want to play it like i i know i can play it i want to play it i want to be part and of that i remember i remember like i don't know i think it was like you maybe inadvertently showed me an a b of that like we were recording or something and i wanted to do something and you played what you wanted to hear and i played the you know, you played what you wanted me to play, and I wanted to play the riff. And I remember hearing it and being like, "That sounds amazing." Mm. And then after that point, being like, "Okay, like I'll 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 do some stuff." But like, I think I started trusting you more on on your overall like song structure and like where what you wanted the bass to do. Thank you. And that was like really early on. Yeah, I remember I remember experiencing that and being like, "God, this guy." Like both of you guys really were just. It was weird to play with what felt like I keep saying this, but like real musicians, you know, yeah. like people who are writing their own stuff, they're doing their own thing, and there's difference between like studio musicians who are amazingly talented and people who are writing their own stuff. But I remember just feeling like this is a different caliber of person that I that I'm playing with now yeah. than I have before, and it felt like that a lot 
even just over time, like, you know, it felt like we all kind of grew as people, as musicians. And, yeah. you know, uh, that, it always felt fresh and new. You guys joke about me liking learning stuff, but like we changed and grew together and it felt like, you know, writing, playing, performing, all that was just like such a big part of who we are. Yeah. It all, it all, all of the growing like musically and, and as people, it all happened together. Like that was a single thing that we all went through together. It feels yeah. like, you know, um, do you remember this is, this is kind of funny. I was talking to Nathan about this yesterday. Do you, oh, do you remember um, when we were in Tacoma and um, one of the very few times we ever played Cliffside full band. So that song's in G, I guess. And uh, I remember one of the chords was like, okay, we're playing the G here. And then I, it switches to like, an, like a, like a, like the F sharp, but it's like suspended or whatever. And you're like, well, I'm going to play a D here. I'm like, no, I need you to play the F sharp. We got into an argument, argument about it. Do you remember that? It was like kind of heated. Oh God, vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. So Nathan said that he had some great character development. I feel like you guys taught me how to be a lot better of a person. Oh. Um, I mean, I was always really angry. Uh, just, stuff growing up you know life um but i learned how to be more patient and be a better person yeah. Than you guys. well yeah we i mean we all i mean i was a fucking moron back then but like i remember that i remember that moment being like even though we were like we were like having like a little bit of an argument about it it was like it got a little heated for a second i remember thinking like like he really he truly cares about this you know what I mean? Like, and like, yeah. and, uh, you you cared about it enough to like bring it up and like stand your ground on that point. I think even though it was like kind of a weird, like a weird little like <laughs> situation, I was I remember like coming away from it like after we had both cooled down. Like, holy shit! Like, and th- that's this is a couple years after you'd been in a band. This is like I don't know twenty fourteen. Well, like, yeah, I mean like we I, we've talked about this before, Luke, and 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 like we talked about it in the last thing. You were always the realist in the band yeah and me and doug you know we would have these crazy ideas or kind of thing and like yeah 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 all right and then, then you would you would come in and bring it back bring us back down to reality on a lot of situations and, and that's something we needed and we did need that but like also developing that mindset in our 20s definitely was like dude fuck luke <laughs> I, dude, oh, I, remember yeah. like, sure. I remember a lot of those times yeah. But I and like uh, we, yeah, this is another thing we brought up on the last episode. Like ninety nine percent of the time, when it you came were, to that stuff, you were right. You were right. You know? <laughs> Luke, I've always said this. You were one of the smartest people I've ever met, and and it's it, you the way. I'm also one of the dumbest people you've ever <laughs> that's met. That's true. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I, whenever there was a point to be made or anything, or whenever we tried to figure something out, you would have all the facts ready to go. You would grab stuff and all these point of views and to me and then then at the end i was like fuck luke's right i I can't argue with him like (laughs) and this is another point i want to bring up too we're just like when you joined the band um i remember i remember you were you were probably the first person that was like a guy friend in um our age range you know like like somebody that i was close to as like as a guy friend that like i could like really open up to emotionally and stuff and like we that like you call me a bitch <laughs> <laughs> but like that i mean you're right yeah but like you know like that start like we um i mean over the fuck over the time that we knew each other like since 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 we became friends and like since you were in the band and everything like you were like my like what like my person to like go to when i shit was like really bad and stuff and like 
I, I don't know that I ever really fully experienced like connecting to somebody like on a really deep emotional level like that until you joined the band. Like you were like one of the first people that that uh, that ever happened to me. Especially with. at that time where like a lot of stuff was going on and you and me didn't really communicate that well. Or, yeah. Where I guess Luke was that person didn't know what was going on. We're kind of okay. I could take a step back and yeah. be open with this person's. Yeah. In a way. And I think you you were just yeah. you're like even though we I mean we all had. Um, our own like personality like deficiencies i guess yeah. like mm-hmm. um but like you i think For, we had areas to grow yeah to, uh, absolutely we always will. but you were like very i think emotionally intelligent from the beginning um and that was something that like you really introduced to us as people and i think that i don't know that i've really thought about this before but like you bringing that to to us as people really influenced us in like a very profound way like even down to like how we became more like like find what you love emotionally like introspective like emotionally intelligent record or what i mean not maybe not intelligent that's kind of like huff and smoke up my ass but like <laughs> like it's like it's very very much like looking inward and reflecting and i don't think that mm-hmm. i personally would have gotten to that point as a person if you hadn't if i hadn't had you do you know what i mean like you're like you your influence as a person was so important to everything this band became. I thank you. That's that really that really means a lot. Though. Yeah. I mean, uh, but the tear up over uh, here. Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> very emotional. Yeah, literally, I, dude, I, I love this show so much because I've never had that thought before, and like I was, I just like kind of put it together as we were talking. Like, holy fuck, this is all because of Luke. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm gonna blow. Uh, now, now it's my turn to blow some smoke up your ass, Luke. Like I, I've told you this. I'm ready. <laughs> Dude, this hole is open. This we, hole is gaping. We've brother. talked about this when I went to go see you in May, and we've ta- like same with Doug. Like I can remember times we're on tour, or I'm shotgun, and and you're driving, or vice versa, and we would have some deep talks, and same kind of deal. Like you taught me how to empathize. I mean, there are times where like you would tell me some situations where I just didn't really understand. I'd be like, "Dude, get over it," but you would like put me in my place and help me to understand and develop that and i've always appreciated that about you you, to this day like to this day like i i mean you're a big part of me growing and learning that stuff and you know and in some ways you know in some ways you were kind of before i actually got a real therapist you were kind of my therapist absolutely if if that makes any sense (laughs) yeah you know, I, I, I will. I'm not licensed, so you can send me money. Uh, <laughs> Damn, it, I owe you a lot of fucking money then. I, I, oh, I will always cherish like one of my favorite memories of me and you was like when we when we were um, when we actually not when we were touring, but when we actually were moving from Alaska to Oregon, and that that drive because um, I rode with you in your old shitty Subaru for a lot of it, and because um, yeah. we because we packed so much shit into the van, we like convoyed and shit. That's right. But I remember, like, that was, we had some very, like, <laughs> we got to the core of each other's souls on that fucking drive, dude. Yeah. That was that was a very special time for me, because that was, that was a hard time for us. Yeah. We, we fucking, yeah. like, uprooted everything we had. We were leaving everybody we knew, and, and going completely into, like, completely uncharted waters, basically. And so it was, like... It's hard. To, it's hard to like put into words how like important, like how hu- like huge this was for all of us, you know. And like it was just cool. It was just like I don't know. It, just, it always felt so comfortable having you there. I mean, I, I felt very welcome when I came in, mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, it was a new experience, like getting to know other men as like men and get really like spending time with you guys and getting to know each other and figuring out who we are. Yeah, because uh, you know I like graduated 
weeks before joining the band. <laughs> and then you like, opened for Sublime with uh, Rome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, guys. Life comes at you uh, fast. But, but I also remember, like, not being sure a lot of the time about how how much of that was okay. Um, because, what do you mean? You know, like, like you said, I, I'm an old soul, so I've, got, I've had a lot of those conversations. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like, I, I get into conversations with people in parking lots sometimes, and it's like, oh, I found out that their son died last week and that they're here because this is where they shared a memory. You know, yeah, and now it's, it's five in the morning. Being <laughs> that person, exactly, yeah. It's weird being somebody who runs into situations like that. And I've always been a very, I feel like, empathetic person to a fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I left my tech job, a lot of that was. But um, so a few years ago, I had a, you know, the the situation. Um, a lot of stuff went downhill, and a lot of that came from my inability to control. I think a lot of my empathy mm-hmm. and not dealing with my own traumas and you know history and stuff. And I think you guys really started me along the path of being a better person in that. You know, like you guys said, I felt like I was right a lot of the time, and sometimes I was, but I feel like that made me a lot of an asshole, uh, and I know you guys can agree. Like, I know I'm an asshole. That's wait, wait, just, wait, wait, that's just we, a fact. We, we joke, joked a lot. We're like, he's so, he's so right about stuff that he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. but it wasn't because I, it, I recognize that I understand. It wasn't because you were being a dick, though. It's just because you were right and you were expressing it. You know what I mean? And we, we were, were like, bad that we were wrong. Exactly. Like, it was. <laughs> well, well, the biggest problem was that I wasn't communicating well enough. Yeah, you know? that, I that was. A, like, that, I was just being like, "This is the fact, and this is what it is, and I'm not going to argue." Yeah, and that, yeah. that's a lot Which of that. The way you should yeah. be. This isn't the way you should be doing. You know, I should be communicating why I feel that way, or yeah. you know, the things. And Nathan, you said I did a good job of that at some points, but there were a lot of times I remember just being angry mm-hmm. and feeling like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. God fuck these guys. Yeah, just do what I'm thinking because I know I don't want to explain it to you. Fuck you. Guys. Yeah, and I've had um, and I've had those. I remember and I've had those moments that, too. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. everybody does. Like the lack of communication in in our early period as a band is was a really big deal. Um, yes. and a lot of, a lot yeah. of, um, a lot of bad things came from it, you know? And like, that's something we just didn't like really learn until we got older and matured, you know? And like, that's, I mean, a lot of this is just growing up, man. Yeah. You know what just I mean? That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think you guys, like, like I said, it really helped me look at myself as a person and why I am the way I am. And, you know, when I left the band, there was even more self, you know, introspection as to like, if I'm not putting this first, I'm doing you guys a disservice and that's selfish of me, you know, and like stuff like that. And just like, okay, I need to do what's right for everyone. Yeah. And I've, when you did, when you left the band for that reason to work on yourself and cause you know, I wasn't afraid of, I, I can't, I, I don't know if I, I think I've told you this, but like the amount of respect I had for you for doing that. Cause you know, like we've all, you know, I've, you know, I have my mental health issues as well. The Doug is proud of that. And you know, you as well, you know, meant, but like you, you coming to realize like I am hurting or not, or not I don't know if hurting is the right word but like I had that thought yeah, exactly. like, I had that exact thought I'm hurting people that I love yeah and I need yeah. to work I need to remove myself because it's not fair to them I think that's why to this to why now like it was the most amicable thing when you left the band yeah like like that's why you're still one of my best friends and why I can still talk to you even though sometimes you know obviously life gets in the way and sometimes you don't talk for a few months but like but like you'll just send me a meme of like of the of, of, of a 
He said, what that beep you sent me the other day of a pen or something? <laughs> if this, oh, my God. Something stupid. Yeah, but like stuff like that where like it's like we just talked yesterday, you know? Yeah. And we're still able to keep that yeah. relationship. And, you know, I've, I've 100% respect. I mean, I think about you guys almost every day. Me too. I, I'm not going to lie. There, I don't think there's been a like, single day. What life. the fuck? No, yeah. I don't think there's been a single day <laughs> since I've met you that, I, that you that I haven't thought about you. That's, that's what I mean. It's like you guys are just part of my life. You are you you are my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel better about making this call to you guys than I do about calling my actual family right now. So yeah, that, that's that's another thing we talked to or we talked about yesterday. It was like you know, um, all of uh, the three of us in this in this conversation right now, and like every everybody that's been a part of this really has had a fucked up upbringing in some kind of way, and in a lot of ways, this became like our actual family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like in some place where you can just yeah. come to like some I, solace. I literally like lived in Nathan's house for a while. Yeah, like, that's right. Before we moved out, uh, before we moved down, I remember I was working at the Y, and I had a split shift, and sometimes I'd have to work in the middle, sometimes I wouldn't. But I'd go to work at like six thirty in the morning and get off at like nine. And you would come and do you and would do I would laundry. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would do laundry. And I would go to Nathan's house. I'd do laundry. And, uh, <laughs> I, I remember Nathan's boss and his, like, his manager at the time would smile because I would come in so often. He would see me come into Safeway at the pharmacy where Nathan was working. And he'd always and be like, here laugh. comes Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just go and harass Nathan at work. Like, like sometimes it'd be the uh, back like stocking shelf and then Mike's like, hey, uh, your uh, boyfriend's here. <laughs> But he knew it was me the whole yeah. time. Yeah, the one that looks uh, like yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, and you moved into Danny's house. I think that was when I, I, I really, I spent so yeah, much you spent time so much there. time. Like, yeah, that, I, that was home. Like, you come home from work, and I'd already you just be there. Yeah, <laughs> they loved Danny. Loved having you there too. So it was not. A, it was never a big deal. So it was just like. It was, and there are also times I remember too. Like it'd be like I get off work and I'd have the weekend and be like. 10 o'clock or something at night you come over like hey you want to drive the girdwood <laughs> oh my god dude those times are crazy just hanging out with people is the best they, they so many good good times yeah were had. there are so many people yes um you know both good and bad but yeah i mean that's just, it's important to remember it was, the, it was, a, it was a time yeah. yeah it's important to remember all the good stuff because as much as much as the bullshit and we've been through in this band together there's there's still a lot of good good moments that came out of it you know like even though like at the time before you joined the band that small period where we didn't know what we're doing and the stuff was kind of starting to happen at least out of it we met you so yeah oh god and i think um you know like for me it's important for me i guess to look back and um kind of like i guess maybe look at look at what was going on now that i'm 30 like nathan said like look at the good times and stuff, but like under like it's important, I think to look back and understand the, like how the bad things that happened influenced us to like change as people and stuff. You wouldn't be who you are without the circumstances that happened. Yeah. And, that, and, and like, I think that you have to be thankful for who you are as of like, you know, like self acceptance, self love. Uh, yeah. That's something that I've had a lot of trouble with the whole time. And like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's that's what I feel like. Yeah, like you know, all that all that <laughs> shit. No, like, all that bad shit that has happened to us in this band. You know, we use that info to 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 be better, to be better people yeah. going forward. I um, use I, it, and it's not. It's I'm like what we had. A, we interviewed Justin before this, but like he said too during this, like it's what you use that 
memory going forward. Yeah. You know, to be better. Yeah, I mean, that's what's history, right? They don't teach about World War II to do it again. They teach it so it doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're just doing that same concept. World War I was so good. Let's, Let's do, do it again. again. <laughs> 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 or alternatively, it was so good. They made two. Oh. Anyway, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's the big thing that as an adult, you know, you look back at your life and you're like, fuck all that shit that happened. Or like, fuck this. And it's, it's good to remember that like, while you're in it, it's shit. Yeah, but I met some of my greatest friends yeah. out of some of the hardest things yeah. I've had to do, and, you know, and and experience, and that's what it is. That's life, you know. Yeah. You just got to take it for what it is and be who you want to be. Yeah, and I, I, because you decided that, right? Yeah, 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 that's true. I struggle, you know, to this day. Maybe this, just, maybe this means I need to go to therapy, but um, <laughs> well, I, I think everybody should go to yeah. therapy. Just try it out. I just still. There's no stigma. No stigma. At all. Yeah. Um, I I still struggle with a lot of guilt from that time, you know, and I have a lot yeah. of complex, like, you know, self-loathing type things that go on just like from, <clears throat> you know, thinking back on those times. This has been, it's been really good doing the, doing these episodes, like, and looking back and like remembering a lot of the, a lot of the fun things and like, it just, it, it helps me like look back at those times with like what I want to say is like, I'm, I'm thinking back on a lot of those times with, with more of a smile on my face than I ever did before, because they're with Nathan and you, Luke, and, and um, not, not everybody, but like there, there was, we, we, there was a lot of fun we had, you know, and there was a lot of, we, we did all, so much growing as people since then. I'm just thankful for a lot of it, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I mean, like I said, I think about you guys every day and it's like, because you guys are relevant to my everyday in some capacity, oh. you know, even if it's a stupid story about, throwing eggs at each other on the way back from Fairbanks or whatever. Or like, or that, like Nathan saying, you can tip her to the person oh, driving I still the, miss car, her. the car wash. I still miss her. Lady at the car wash in Fairbanks, you were listening. <laughs> you can tip her? I love you. No. <laughs> One of my worst memories. <sighs> One of my, I just remember being horrified in that car. One of my deepest regrets was that one show um, that we went to. We didn't even play. We just went to the show, I think, to hang out. It was in, somewhere in Anchor. It was like, it was a show that I threw a burger at you. Oh Do you remember that? God. In Nathan's car. <laughs> Fuck you. Kincaid. Oh my I was at Kincaid. Kincaid, that's on, right. We left the show earlier and then... I didn't the cops bust Yeah, well, I remember I was driving. You, I picked you up, and we were driving to the show. Luke, Doug was already there, and Doug's in the parking lot eating this fucking sandwich, and he had the greatest idea because, you know, you know, Luke, you were very comfortable. You're like, you're just out there. Fuck you, Doug. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then uh, yeah. Doug just takes his burger and chucks it right at my inside of my car. <laughs> Stain, is, Stain was still there when I sold it. I had it covered. I'm sorry. Uh, I, remember you, I remember you threw it, and it went in the window. And right. you were just entirely like the look on your face was complete surprise at first. <laughs> like it wasn't like hell yeah or like oh shit. It was. I, I think I was like uh oh oh. I, I didn't mean to actually throw that. My bad. I didn't think it was gonna open oh, up and God. like the burger would open up and the ketchup would land on we your thought, hoodie. It's a burger. What I, <laughs> I thought I thought there was like because it, it was in like the styrofoam container. I thought it would have more like structural integrity, but I was fucking wrong. I guess. Uh, it opened up. It spread out. It, the shrapnel of this burger was everywhere. <laughs> 
Uh, I remember Nathan didn't even park. I got out of the car and you ran. And you ran, you ran like to the bathroom or something. And I chased you there. Please don't and beat me up. This is one of those dick moments. This is one of those dick moments. I think I threw the burger back. You. And then I made you clean my sweater. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was lick like, it up. Clean this off my sweater. I like, no, I didn't make a lick it. That I deserve that though. Dude, I threw a fucking full cheeseburger at you. And you want a waste of food. I was hungry. Yeah. I should have taken it as a thing. <laughs> Man, I was pretty <laughs> hungry at the time. I'm always hungry, so it doesn't matter. I know. You're only saying that because you're hungry right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I am hungry right now. Uh, but thank you, Luke, for hanging out with us and saying all yeah. those things. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, I want to have you on I again you because... Guys. You guys are my brothers. Yeah. yeah. I want to have you on again one day because... There's just so much. I, w- I, w- I want to have you on when we, we talk about the years together. Oh yeah. yeah, there's so much you you spend with us. I, we're gonna have you on a few more episodes for sure. Just hanging out. Or oh, t- I'm down. Yeah, just talk about that. This is the records we made and all that stuff. But yeah, totally. But you know, Luke, you being in the band, you know, I say this about everybody's been in our band that I care about, but which is not everybody. Which is not everybody. There are some people in our band where I can move on with my life. Oh, I feel but, that. but like you, Luke. I've cherished every moment you've been in our band, the good and the bad, and I love that you're still one of my best friends to this day. Yeah, and I and I, unfortunately, my friend, you're going to be my best friend to the day I die. Yep, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> so I just want to make sure we're clear on that. <laughs> to the to to the listeners that aren't aware, Nathan is an indor, an, an ordained minister, and Nathan married Luke and his wife. <laughs> we're a, we're a I don't know how to word it. We're a three. <laughs> <laughs> that's the right way you that's the right, right way but it sounds like i married two of them he performed the marriage there we yeah, go yeah, yeah. yes so these ties run deep baby uh, and i'm thankful for that and i made sure that nathan was the one to do that and uh, you guys were there well it's funny I mean, you guys just, are my best friends, so. <laughs> quick tangent i remember doing that just because i was like oh so i, I can do it for free <laughs> so yeah. i was like anywhere down the line anyone gets married hit me up, <laughs> hit me up yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to spend money fucking yeah <laughs> Marriage by Nathan. I felt like I think that's an even greater power. You know, being the best man at a wedding, sure, that's cool, whatever. But being the person that actually sides the legal document, insane, even more power. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a, I. I explain this. Uh, I substitute teach also now. That's awesome. I moved down here. I'm in New Mexico, and uh, I, I substitute teach in the, the high school mostly. Uh, but I remember telling some of the students about the fact that you had. Uh, you know, you did all, we did the ceremony and everything. Um, and she had gotten ordained online. I was like, I was just so happy to be able to have you be that and Doug be my best man. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It was like, this, yeah, I, I, it make, makes me so happy. You guys are my life. I love you guys. And uh, I'm excited to do the next one. On that note, I should probably leave before I cry. <laughs> well, I'm already way too emotional. Yeah. Thank you again, Luke, for hanging out with us. Yeah. We love you very we dearly. We love you. I know it's getting late on uh, your end. Get some sleep because I know you're 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 an early sleeper now. Yeah. You know, so and your AirPods oh, are probably yeah, about like to die. I'm like 80, dude. I, they might be. They might be. I've got to change the timing belt tomorrow. Oh, learning yeah. things and doing stuff. Well, send Jenna and Rocco our love. Hope they're doing well as well. And you get some good. Yeah, sp- Johan said, "Fuck you." So oh, okay, damn, <laughs> stinky. But no. can't believe you forgot my gecko. <laughs> All right, <laughs> see you guys later again. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. Have a good night. Dude. Love you very much. <laughs> Love you too. Good night. Night. Uh, uh, always, so always good. glad. Always good to hear from that from that man. Um, I love Luke. Yeah, like I said, he's like like we've all like, you have a completely different connection with Luke 
and my connection with Luke is yeah. also completely different as yeah. well. Every every relationship yeah. that every that anybody has with everybody is different. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. And but at all the end of the day, we're still brothers. And like I said, when he left the band, I start, he he left in the most amicable way, and I respect him to this day. And like I said, he's never going to get rid of me. He's going to be my best friend for the yeah. day I die. It's funny, like I don't know. In some ways, we're even closer now because, like, just like I said about Justin, we're like we're we are friends. Not because we play music together now, but we're friends because we want to be and we love each other. Yes. And, um, you know, I, yeah, he's, he's going to be in my life for the rest of my life with like no question, you know? And, um, it's always, always so fucking good to hear his voice. And people, people used to say back in the day that Luke and I sound the same, which I've never once heard. I don't hear it. Our well, voices. No, maybe because you're. Well, remember because you're. Well, maybe we can, we'll play it back after this. Maybe we can compare them. <laughs> I listen to every episode, and I don't. I don't know, man. I don't hear it. <laughs> anyway, thank you for t- hanging out with us and with our interview with, with Luke. If you're hearing this now, please come to our return show August 18th at Mano Oculta mm-hmm. with our friends All Hype, Dusty Cubby, and Homely. Eighteen dollars advance, twenty at the door. It's gonna be a good time and. Maybe have some emotional moments like this. Yeah, Friday the 18th. A lot of the recent episodes have been a lot of emotional. There's been a lot of funny. Yeah, yeah. But we're also getting pretty deep here. So this is yeah. This is <laughs> a definitely like it's a, de- a difficult time in our um, in our career. Um, it it'll get lighter later. Yeah. Um, we were really young. And we were doing. We had. A, we were having a lot of growing pains, and um, we were dealing with a lot of a lot of shit because of our singer. Um, it's just that that created a, uh, a lot of bad feelings within the band and um, within the band. But but it was like, I don't know if ironic's the word, but like also the band was the only thing making us happy. Yeah. It, so it was like, so it was, it was, it was catch very strange. Too, if that yeah. makes any sense. Um, so, you know, at a certain point it gets much, much lighter. And, um, but it's also, this part is very important to talk about. It is. Both. Yeah. And like you said, before we're talking to Luke, you know, it, you're able to look back at it now with, with smile on your face and like you know there were some good times there were you know and one of those one of, even though there was this was a dark period in our time as a band we got Luke out of it yeah and I'm very thankful for that absolutely so, thank you for listening I'm Nathan I'm done that was Luke and that was Luke okay. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs>